Who am I, Madara, to facilitate this work? For the sake of this toolkit, I am from the in-between, the both and. I am and have been the harmed and the person causing harm. My people from present-day Sri Lanka were colonized by the Portuguese, the Dutch, the British, and for a brief moment, the French. In the words of Dr. Eduardo Duran, quote, when you are colonized, that means that your identity is taken away from you, end quote. Following independence from the British Empire, my people fled civil war, cultural genocide, and state-sanctioned violence, only to become settlers in yet another colonial project called Canada. Canada offered them safety and the promise of a better life in exchange for complicity in its own colonial project and state-sanctioned genocide. I am from a complex ancestral lineage of both oppressor and oppressed, of the harmed and those inflicting harm. This means that I am intimately familiar with the guilt, the shame, the cognitive dissonance, the fractured sense of self, the desperation for forgiveness and redemption, the desperation to explain oneself, and the fear of oneself and one's own power that comes with causing harm. And I am deeply acquainted with the rage, guilt, shame, fear, hypervigilance, mistrust, desire for justice, accountability, or punishment depending on the day that comes with being harmed. Both sets of experiences inhabit my body and my being. In all honesty, the impetus for this toolkit was initially born out of resentment for those causing harm and as a way of protecting those being harmed in the name of research. In retrospect, this was a binary that offered simplicity at the cost of nuance. The premise was seemingly simple. Social R&D can and does cause harm. So, how might we mitigate that harm with a deeper awareness of ourselves as the vessels through which the research process unfolds? Somewhere along the way, I got frustrated with the base assumption that harm would happen, that harm was inevitable. So I did what I do. I took the assumption apart to its bare bones. How does harm show up in research? What are the quote-unquote best practices that it hides behind? What are the underlying beliefs that justify and legitimize these practices? How are all of these beliefs and practices interconnected and mutually reinforcing in ways that build a culture and norms that feel robust and above critical examination? You see, there are consequences to taking things apart to their bare bones. There is no flesh or padding left to absorb the impact of what they reveal. The skeletons in the closet revealed themselves, and I was left contending with how deeply I embodied some of these harmful beliefs and practices. They weren't the obvious ones. I only found them after peeling away several layers of the onion that is quote-unquote best practice. And something about that, about it being buried deeper, felt worse. These harmful beliefs weren't superficial or cosmetic. They were closer to my core. I was realizing just how deep my conditioning ran. I combed through my entire career with these new lenses. 
Had I caused harm in the name of trying to mitigate harm? And if this is how I felt discovering the insidiousness of these practices, was it responsible to put these uncoverings out into the world for others to experience an equivalent disorientation? I was back to where I started. Maybe harm was inevitable and trying to mitigate it is futile. I couldn't find my feet. It felt like there was no ground to stand on, to build from. I reached out for help, and artist and healer Jen Maramba reminded me that, quote, Harm will happen. We live in harmful systems. What's important is that we have the ability to repair it, to heal from it, end quote. She helped me realize that my intense fear of causing harm is an inherited and embodied trauma response from having sat with both the weight of having caused harm alongside the weight of having been harmed. She reflected back that the work I was doing lay in quote unquote response dash ability. In other words, building the ability in myself and in others to respond to harm and harmful systems, to repair and heal from them, and ideally build better alternatives in the process. Having experienced firsthand the kind of disorientation that comes with realizing how complicit I am, I know that it's not something that I can or should protect you from, but rather it's something I can share tools and vocabulary to guide you through. I see it as my responsibility, with your consent, to help you build your response-ability. In other words, your ability to respond. And in order to do that, we start from our bodies. Our bodies are the site of our survival strategies, our fight, flight, freeze, appease, or dissociate reactions. So if we are to shift our ability to respond, we need to start with the vessel where the survival responses are stored, our bodies. 